0: The real enemy are those who want to maintain these systems of of oppression. And that's who we need to fight, not each other. And that was the reason why Dr. King was assassinated. It was simply because people didn't want people of color and poor whites coming together to fight against a system that they benefit from. And so we are coming together 50, literally 50 years later and saying that we're taking on this torch and we're gonna continue with the, with the vision of Dr. King.
1: That's Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace. And this is the Emerging Future. Emerging Future Podcast. I'm your host, Joel DeYoung. This is a podcast where we hear wisdom from the curious, compassionate, and courageous co-creators of our desired and emerging future. On today's episode, I talk to activist Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace about the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for a moral revival. Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace is on a mission. She's on a mission— To fight on behalf of the marginalized, the oppressed, the poor, and she's fighting against systemic inequalities and injustices. She was raised on the south side of Chicago in a working class family, and she learned to serve justice from her mother. She had a mother who was a Chicago police officer. And then she learned the the spiritual side of herself and to love God from her father, a Baptist pastor. So Reverend Bianca, with those two things combined, she found her calling in her 20s, and it was a calling to activism. And then she grounded herself in that purpose by becoming a master of divinity. And she has a zillion different titles, but among them, she's carrying, currently— uh, the tri-chair of Washington State chapter of the Poor People's Campaign. So this campaign is uniting tens of thousands of people across the United States to challenge the evils of systemic racism, of poverty, of the war economy, of ecological devastation and our nation's distorted morality. And the Poor People's Campaign is essentially reviving Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s campaign of the same name, exactly 50 years since 1968 when Dr. King was assassinated. So here we are. It's 2018. It's 50 years later. We're beset with deepening poverty expansive ecocide systemic racism and an economy that's harnessed to seemingly endless war and that's why we need the poor people's campaign and that's the energy that's behind this and and it's currently you know it's beckoning our nation to a higher ground and now we're dealing with a a modernized playing field. So as you know, we're in the midst of a digital revolution. I mean, I get to record this podcast and send it out via the internet, and people can listen to it anywhere in the world. Um, There's ubiquitous internet and phone connectivity. There's social media where you can tell stories and you can spread narratives quicker than ever before. So with all of that, combined with A keen sense of distributed organizational structure and resilience, Reverend Bianca is confident that the campaign will be effective in boldly carrying Dr. King's anthem forward, changing the narrative and making lasting change at the intersection of today's deepest injustices. So we had this conversation three weeks into the campaign and About halfway through the initial 40 days of action, and just days before we met, she was rallying at the Washington State Capitol in Olympia, where 19 of the rally members were arrested for civil disobedience, which was actually one of the tactics of Dr. King's uh, resistance in his campaign. Anyway, we had to pause our conversation so she could take a call with the campaign lawyer— and the authorities in Olympia who were attempting to pull the campaign's permits to rally. So it's really interesting because we kind of had this um, live conversation and literally the emerging future is emerging in the conversation and and we're hearing uh, what's going on in real time. So uh, it's an interesting dynamic and it it serves as part one of a two-part series that I'm doing on Reverend Bianca and the Poor People's Campaign. So for now, I give you my conversation with Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace. I think we're an amazing time, don't yeah. you?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like you can control... Uh, before you couldn't control the narrative, especially if you yep. were more liberal and people wanted to kind of silence you yeah. um, and censor your, your uh, beliefs. Now you can let it out for the masses. And this is what I love about podcasts yep. and um, even YouTube videos. You know, you can mm-hmm. do your, you, you have control of, the, of media now. So yep. you're not just relegated to a, uh, a Fox News or, or whatever is given to you. So that's what I love. Yeah. And
1: and everybody's getting their media from their phone. Right. Too. Exactly. Nobody wants to sit and like watch the news on their phone. Right. It's exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's like they want their the clip, right? right. The clip mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. Um, exactly. So the last interview we did was with David mm-hmm. Corton. He's out on oh. Bainbridge Island. Yeah. And his whole thing was uh, about changing the story of capitalism.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: um change the story change the world right it's his whole thing and exactly um i think i mean what you just said about narrative Mm -hmm. right it's what is that narrative that is going through your head right you you know that that um informs what you think of the world what you Mm -hmm. think of your neighbors what you think of your family and and all of that informs like actually how you uh um behave in the world exactly and how you show up in the world
0: exactly exactly yeah yeah it's, it's I think it's the time is now the time for the people to take their power back it's it's been so long where we have either especially when I'm thinking about our past leaders period how mm-hmm. um, if they wanted to silence them then they would use of course uh, the most extreme uh, method which is assassination. Um, and so they had one leader to go after. Mm -hmm. Now it's, uh, we're building movements, movements where there's multiple leaders. So if one, if you try to take out one, there's several more (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you, um, that you have to deal with. And, um, and it just shows me exactly how over the years they have, um, been very diligent in trying to control the narrative and trying to control people just by um, either silencing the leader or um, silencing the voices um, in the media. So it's just so many tools people, you you know, uh, the powers that be use Mm -hmm. um, to silence, silence folks. So, you know, of course, again, going back to some of my favorites like Malcolm X and Mm -hmm. um, MLK Uh, Mega Evers, you know, all these different uh, civil rights leaders who they have, um, their voices were so big. Mm -hmm. And they were, um, I guess you could say hell bent on. Mm -hmm. silencing their voices unfortunately but now I really feel like it's a new day and so many people that you who are speaking up and speaking out especially with what's going on in our political system Mm -hmm. um, I think it has really empowered people to to take back the narrative of what the entire world thinks of America they Mm -hmm. think we're privileged we they think we're um, selfish. They think we don't care about no one about but mm-hmm. ourselves, and now we're we're lifting up a group of a generation of of people who are saying no. We're going to take that narrative back. We're going to show the world that. We care about the poor. Mm-hmm. We care about those who are suffering in this in this society, and so I think this is the a, a new dawn, a, a new day. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And so, um, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I feel that was a, a focus back in the '60s, of course, mm-hmm. uh, '60s and '70s. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think now we have again technology, and we can get our our message out further now so Mm -hmm. that's the blessing
1: yeah i feel like we're in a revival right now yes very much so and then the the internet Mm -hmm. is ubiquitous yes and everybody has Mm -hmm. a way to access it i think Mm -hmm. that really plays into an advantage for uh what you're describing in terms Mm -hmm. of how you're organizing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you can't like if you poke over here it doesn't matter because this is going to get bigger exactly right you try to poke over there well then this is going to happen you know um, sort of emerge yes, um, yes yeah it's a very very exciting time and mm-hmm. I think things are shifting quickly yes in, in terms of the narrative mm-hmm. and in terms of getting the message out um, uh, um, and it, it's not it the message doesn't take as long I think mm-hmm. the behavior right mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly the behavior exactly. is going to take a little bit longer right. and then the systems are going to take mm-hmm. even longer right but that's why mm-hmm. we need
0: community, right? Yes, very much <laughs> so. so. It's, each other. <laughs> and it's exhausting, you know, don't get me yeah. wrong. It's yeah, exhausting yeah. when you really sit back and think of the monster that you have to tackle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doing this this work called activism. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that when you're finally in community with people who uh, believe like you believe, and uh, think like you think. Uh, you, kn- you know that you're not alone. Yeah. You know uh, you know that there are good people out here that wants to see the world better. Is I, I tend to believe that there's more good than there than there is bad in the world, mm-hmm. and I try to be as optimistic as I possibly yeah. can. But I'm also real <laughs> at the mm-hmm. same time. I, I believe in confronting um, anything that any systems any uh, um, any systems that try to keep people down. So yeah. I don't care if it's white supremacy. If it's white supremacy, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it out. Mm-hmm. If it's um, uh, those in power who try to keep um, keep the those who are not a part of the 1% at a certain level, as far as um, keep them in poverty, basically, I'm right. basically saying, they, in order for them to continue to gain wealth, I'm going to call that out. Um, so of course, c- capitalism is the <laughs> the the essence of of all yeah, of that. It's yeah, it's the frame, right? Yes, I mm-hmm. know,
1: and and that's a big one, right? Because right? mm-hmm. that because yes. it informs our culture, mm-hmm. and then the culture shapes the way that you know, like the generations mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. actually come to understand their worldview, right. and the way that things work, mm-hmm. which informs their values, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so if they value mm-hmm you know, that which capitalism is telling them to value, Mm -hmm. which is, you've got to, it's, it's, it's growth, it's Mm -hmm. wealth, it's individualism. Right. It's all those Mm -hmm. things that become really toxic, right. You know, to Mm -hmm. the well-being of everybody.
0: Yes, exactly. And then, you know, I I come from a culture Mm -hmm. who was the most, that's one of the most affected cultures, you know, uh, being a person of African descent, um, that capitalism has been the evil in the lives of, of people, of my people. Yeah. And so, um, and, and, you know, even this country is, was built, you know, on capitalism. It was built on, um, the backs of slaves and the, the enslavement of, uh, uh African people and, and then the genocide of indigenous people so uh capitalism has been the root of evil here in the u.s Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes big time it's the root yeah Mm -hmm. it is what started it exactly
1: yeah and then i mean to go with that metaphor so what grows from that right Mm -hmm. it grows into a culture now that we're experiencing Mm -hmm. so many um young people feeling alienated and and alone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um I mean, you think about what, how, how kids are, are dying in this country and mm-hmm. a, a lot of them are taking their own lives. Yes. Yes. You know, exactly. It's, mm-hmm. it's this internal mm-hmm. sort of, um, uh, I, I don't know it's 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 a it's a cancer right mm-hmm. and that, that's sort of eating away at everybody we I
0: created mean, a culture of bullying is this is well, a that's bullying? part of it right yes. yeah yeah it, this is a literally a culture of bullying when you have the highest person in the office who is now like the biggest bully you know there is oh. when your president is a bully is a bully <laughs> literally it's <laughs> It, what, what do you think? What kind of of message are we sending to our youth, mm-hmm. and that it's okay to behave in this manner? It's okay to um, to pick on and bully others, you know. And I'm just thinking about um, I'm because I'm. Let me go back. I'm an older millennial, so, okay. So I'm the I kick off the millennials literally. You're still a millennial. Yes, I'm still a millennial. <laughs> I'm just the old. I call myself the older millennials, but. I'm thinking about the Gen Zs and yeah. um hearing the stories of third graders hanging themselves. Yeah. You know, or or you know, uh, because of of a culture of bullying at their at their school, you know, and the fact that many adults tend to um kind of look away from it when it's actually happening mm-hmm. and not take it seriously. So that that shows you that there's not there's two issues. One, a culture of bullying and two, a failure to listen to our youth when they're when they're crying out. Hmm and not um, really taking their their plight seriously. And so um, one of the things that I have been really diligent in is uh, on is just really kind of calling out that culture. It's mm-hmm. calling out the culture of, of bullying and finding ways to uh, and strategies to kind of fight back against it and mm-hmm. take your power back. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm really thinking about, this is literally a history, a culture of bullying. Uh, mm-hmm. that has been established here and it goes back to the very foundation of this of this country yeah. you bully the Native Americans mm-hmm. you know this country you bu- you have bullied the, the enslaved Africans mm-hmm. you have bullied uh, the poor you mm-hmm. know um, even and it doesn't even matter Yes, it, okay so let me go back it does matter as far as with um, um, the fact of communities of color being affected, because when communities of color are affected by poverty, it's like 10 times worse for us um, than that of our white counterparts. But the simple fact of that poverty really has no (laughs) color here, it just shows you that we're willing to, um, you know, I think poverty is violence. Mm-hmm. So it's a form of violence as well. So I think it's we're just a, mm. a country that's just hellbent on maintaining structures that upholds bullying, you know? And so it so we can't be surprised when we have second, first, second, third graders who are engaging in the same kind of behavior because they're right. seeing it from adults. They're it's almost as if it's ingrained in their DNA as well. That's right. So it's we have a DNA uh, a, a, a structure here yep. uh, a foundation here in this country of bullying yep and so um i one of the things that i love about the gen z's mm-hmm. cuz uh, you know some some people like to to the maybe the generation after them kind of uh, kind of put them down because we're used to it as millennials they always they always telling us that oh you're so selfish you you only care about yourself and I'm thinking to myself like first of all you it's, you know, and I, I love baby boomers. Don't get me wrong, because my parents are baby boomers, but the baby boomers have messed this country up. Victor. We really call it out. Have messed this country up, and now the is the millennials and then the Gen Zs have to inherit this mess and figure out how in the world we're going to clean this up. Mm-hmm. So while you are, you know, I'm a minister, so while you're in the good heaven by and by, enjoying <laughs> being in the in the. Uh, the uh, lap and luxury of being with your creator, we're down here trying to figure out like, man, how are we going to get things together, you know? And so um, just thinking about as a millennial, how much uh, student loan debt, you know, we have been, we bought into the narrative of go to school, um, get a good education. And how much of many of us had to literally sacrifice, Mm -hmm. um, and have to go into debt just to play the game you know and then now you you have many of us trying to figure out how we're gonna <laughs> pay for mm-hmm. pay for these stupid student loans um and you know you it was the narrative that has been in, ingrained in us from very beginning get a good education get a good job then you'll get a good job but now you just because you have an education doesn't mean that you're going to go and get a good job right after school. Exactly. Exactly. And so this is the structure. This is what has been handed to us, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I even get frustrated, um, in this country when I see a 80 year old grandmother who has to work a drive through window Mm. at a fast food restaurant. And I'm thinking to myself, like, That shouldn't be. She should be at home, resting, you know, enjoying her grandchildren and living off of her retirement. Mm -hmm. What, why is it that we are creating a structure that is keeping people in poverty? For the rest, for the majority of their lives, you know, it's 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 real sad and it's it's uh, irritating for me. Um, And I'm I know I'm going all over the place because that's uh, as far as with that aspect. But I want to also go back to the Gen Z. So what I was (laughs) so the so the compliment I was going to give to uh, to the Gen Zs is that I see their fire, Hmm. I see their fight. Um, just looking at the Gen Zs who stood up um and in Parkland, yep, Florida. That's who I was thinking about. Yeah, that. exactly. Yep. And I and I, I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh my God. You know, I know the millennials are known to be the the rebellious ones. We're the ones that created Black Lives Matter and you know, <laughs> and, and things of that nature. But now I'm looking at the Gen Z's, I'm like, ooh, they might have, they might have give us a run for our money, you know. <laughs> and but I love it. I, yeah. I absolutely love it because um I think that we as a, a whatever generation previously before should be diligent in mentoring, diligent in um, building yeah. and lifting up the generation after them. Um, and I think that kind of was lost mm. in, um, I'm just gonna be honest with you, I think it's in. it, it was kind of lost around the, the baby boomer aspect. Um, that there wasn't enough mentoring, there wasn't enough um, uh, passing of the torch. Because I know of a few leaders who will stay in those positions and and uh, have a failure. Lock the doors. Yeah, Yes, <laughs> gatekeepers, gatekeepers, yeah. um, who will stop, who who are not necessarily as focused on mentoring, but more in, uh, into securing their position until the day they cross over, you know, exactly. and, and yeah. I, I think it's very sad. And, uh, I was just thinking, um, a few days ago, actually, cause my mind is always running mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm, you know, in my thirties, I won't say the exact age, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my thirties. And as a person, um, okay. Hold on one second, <laughs> but I'll finish my thought. I got two minutes. Um, But as a person that's in her 30s, when I get about 50, I want to kind of rest. You know what I mean? I want to rest. And I want to train other activists. Yes. You know, I I'll, I'll engage in activism up until about fifty, and then after that, I wanna and I wanna teach others how to do that, and I want you to take the torch on. I don't want to do this in my sixties, seventies, and eighties. Don't get me wrong; I might every now and then come out the yeah. shadows, but my my main goal is to impart that into the next generation yes. as much as I possibly can. So Love that. so yeah, yeah
1: love that. Well, you got okay. a phone call. Yes. So can you set us up for the phone call?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so the, what so, are we doing here? So the phone call is very interesting. We have been protesting in Olympia and we have had several uh, permits that were given to us uh, for the next six weeks for the Poor People's Campaign. And we kind of shut down the Capitol last uh, Monday. <laughs> and the city officials are not pleased with that. And so as a result, they are trying to pull our permits for the, the remaining upcoming weeks, and uh, which is a in, technically an infringement on our First Amendment rights, uh, a right to assemble and a right to protest. Mm-hmm. And um, they're trying to figure out whichever way they can justify um, pulling our permits and we have our lawyer for the Poor People's Campaign mm-hmm. uh, for locally who's going to be on the call and it's a possibility there might be others on the call as what, well. What
1: are the permits?
0: The permits is for our rally. Okay. And uh, yeah, for our rally. So to, you get a permit to go rally? Right. Okay. Yeah. Even though technically you don't need a permit. <laughs> Interesting. So, yes. And that's <laughs> yeah. my thing. It, you don't need a permit to rally and you don't need a permit to march. We were only doing this as an ex- to extend a courtesy. <laughs> so that, that's, <laughs> that's what they don't realize. Like, yeah. you're going to threaten to pull my permit and I'm going to, like, okay. You know, literally, I'm gonna say, okay, good luck with that. Yeah. For one, because you're now you're gonna set yourself up for, for failure. Mm-hmm. One, because it's unconstitutional. And two, you don't need a permit to rally <laughs> or march. So they're just trying to control one, control the narrative and control um how we how we show up at the Capitol. And they're not gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. Yes, let's see what happens.
1: conferencing system. After the tone, enter your conference passcode, followed
0: by the pound key. Thank you. The selected conference is not currently active. Please check the schedule time. Hi, this is the conference operator. Do I happen to be speaking with Bob Covington? No, this is Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace. I'm one of the... just uh... a minute. They have scheduled for the wrong time and I need Bob's permission to change it. So if you give me five minutes, I'll get and call back in. It should all be fixed by then. Okay, thank you. Alright. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Bye. Who's Bob?
0: Bob is, uh, let's see, what is his exact title because I like giving out exact titles <laughs> just in case we have to <laughs> do this again. Um... Oh, he doesn't have his exact title here. He works for the city of Olympia. Got but it, okay. But he doesn't have his, uh, you know how at the end you put your name and Bob's, title. Bob's trying to pull the permit? He Well, actually, Tony Atkins is the person that's trying to pull the <laughs> permit. Okay. And so, and Tony has, and just to give you a little background on, on that, Tony has been... Um, Quite a a challenging person simply because uh, whenever he doesn't like something that we do at the the Capitol, then... He goes and says, uh, "Well, you have to meet with me the next day. He wants; he expects me to drive an over an hour to the Capitol to meet with him the next day to discuss <laughs> uh, the permits." And I'm looking at him like, uh, "Well, not looking at him; I'm speaking <laughs> to him," and I'm saying, "No, that's not going to happen," you know. And, and then, uh, you know that. <laughs> That's the epitome of privilege, where you think that you can just summons someone, you you know. You better be here
1: in the morning. Right,
0: exactly. (laughs) I, I looked at that email like, you really lost your mind. You actually think that I'm going to... For one, I work. You yeah. know, I, or,
1: or I'm sleeping in. It doesn't well, matter. Yeah, it doesn't even matter
0: exactly. So to have a conversation with permits about permits, at the end of the day, it's you know you're not going to intimidate me. Yeah. Good luck <laughs> that whole way. And so I think it's just a, a tactic to think they're they're going to intimidate me and and. Things of that nature. Olympia yeah.
1: called. We better go.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like no. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, for one, I am the daughter of a police officer. My my mother is uh, a, a retired Chicago police Get officer. out of here. So at the end, and and a, and a minister. So whatever tactics you're gonna use, I'm probably gonna. You know,
1: I'm the south side of Chicago, south
0: side of Chicago. (laughs) Exactly. It's like any tactics that you use. If my mother is cheering me on and saying, go ahead, I'm proud of what you're doing. Whatever you all are are trying to conjure up, I'm probably going to go back to her her and ask them, like, so what they are, you know, what are they trying to do? What's their tactics? So let's not let's not do it (laughs) for your sake, for your sake. Let's not do (laughs) it because I'm not going to be intimidated by. You know, cops, even though I know for a fact um, that because um, I am one of the one of three leaders uh, of this uh, campaign here in Washington, it mm-hmm. does make me a target. And right. so um, this is what this is about. It's targeting. Hmm. So I was accused, which you'll hear probably in a, in a few of holding the permit, but not being there even though I stand out like a sore thumb, and I'm the black woman with the afro, and I had on a dashiki last Monday, and I stick out like a sore thumb in a sea of majority white, you know? Yeah. Um, even though the campaign here is diverse, we have people from all walks of life, yeah. but it's still majority white. When yeah. We're in a majority white state. Mm-hmm. So for you to sit there and say that I wasn't there, when there are pictures and videos and everything else that proves that I was there as the permit holder, it's just like stop trying to pull anything. Just stop. Just stop it. You know. And then another thing that I was accused that we were accused of is, oh, there were poor little youth who who wanted to come and sing during the exact same time that you all were there protesting. So when we actually uh, were during the protest, the police the Chief, I think he was the police chief, um, and they brought a black police chief okay. officer to come over there and talk to him. Like, that was going to, you know. <laughs> that's going to be the bridge builder. Right, right? that's going to be the bridge builder. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but um, brought the, the police chief and the, the grounds manager over there to talk to myself our lawyer was over there and the uh, the other tri-chairs was over there too. Shout yeah. out to Liz Moore and Jonathan Hemphill who are also uh, the tri-chairs of uh, the Poor People's Campaign here in Washington as well. But, um, so we're all talking to them and then my group is making sure that we're all protected. So they're videoing the conversation and they're taking photos of the conversation. So I love I love our group here <laughs> in uh, Washington because you guys are very protective and I love that. <laughs> um, so during the conversation, they're saying things, of, uh, they're saying, uh, you know, why don't you take the bullhorns away? You know, just negotiating with us and asking us to take the bullhorns away. So, you, you, just little stuff. There, not one time did they mention anything about youth who were there who right. had a permit. We we didn't find this out until maybe two days later. So, I'm I'm thinking to myself like you didn't think to tell us that there were youth there that had a permit to sing until two days later right. after the, the action actually happened and all of a sudden there's this mag- magical youth that appeared and we are bullying y- <laughs> yeah, you yeah. you know so we're all laughing at it because they're trying to come up with some kind of narrative to to try to discredit us I mean how <laughs> interesting though for those kids
1: because they go there and what happens
0: exactly there's exactly. actually
1: a rally right what's going on with that yeah like exactly. talk about a
0: learning experience. A learning experience, <laughs> and then it's it's to better than it's to make a world world better for them. At the end of the day, this campaign is fighting against gun violence. They're they're just you know experiencing gun violence in Parkland, in Santa Fe. All over this country, so we're speaking up and speaking out for them. So d- let's not play that card where we're, oh, you're, you're just picking on, on the the youth and you made things really bad for them and they were crying they that day. They had one.
1: They had one chance.
0: They had one chance to, <laughs> to, to <laughs> sing in there and whole entire life. But yet and still, people are dying on the streets on. of of Seattle and the streets on the streets of Olympia in Aberdeen and Grays Harbor mm-hmm. b- from poverty. From homelessness, Mm -hmm. so what? What do you think is a little more (laughs) important? So, so yeah. But I'm gonna try to call in again and see if it magically works now. Let's see. She said five minutes.
1: See if Bob's there.
0: Right. Yes, this is Reverend Bianca Davis-Lovelace. Hi, Bianca. That's Tony. Hi. Who's, who's all on the line? We have Mo and Bob on the line, too. Okay. Yeah, and Lieutenant too. Okay. So I just want to give you all a heads up. Um, we, I have the media here, um, and we're recording, so I wanted to see if anybody had any objections to being recorded. i'm sorry you see the media is here or the you're recording it the media is here and they are recording this conversation video and podcast so i'm i'm, I'm
1: going to say for this for this conversation bianca i i think um, being surprised that this is a recorded conversation to me um is i guess a surprise to us um we're we're willing to have a conversation and engage with media but in, in doing so, I would like to have our um, communications director involved in that conversation. Um, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested in, in, in having a recording um, of, of a conversation. I, I appreciate you have your attorney. I'm good with that. I'm good with trying to go through a process and make sure we're having a productive conversation to support the success of your event. Um, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not willing to have a conversation um,
0: that's being recorded by media. OK, so let me let me handle that. I'm about to put you on mute real quick and let me handle that real quick. Sure. So as you guys can see that they just they want to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they want they're probably going to say things that they know is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why they don't want to be recorded is I, I it has nothing really to do with media uh, communications people to being involved in it. Mm-hmm. They just want to control the narrative and they want to do something that they know is unconstitutional. Yeah. So I will definitely let you guys know what the results are okay. ju- in just a second, okay? Right. All right, so I'll take this just to be respectful, All right. but I'll take this in the other room and I'll let you, at the end of the day, I'm going to let you guys know what happened. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye. Okay, I'm sorry, you are. Oh my God. <laughs> this was so almost always something. This is crazy. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, because the way it's looking, we might have to go to court. And I'm so happy about that. Are you serious? Yes. Okay, well, yes. without getting into
1: the <laughs> weeds yes. of like the last hour and 20 minutes, yes. um, give us just like, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of a recap.
0: Okay. So I just literally got <laughs> off the phone with um, the one of the lieutenants. Uh, I think it's the state's attorney. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> state's attorney. Um the uh, buildings and grounds keeper, manager of the um, and security, d- director of security at um, uh, the Olympia S- State's Capitol. Then on top of that, I was on the phone with uh, one of the the first person who was the primary permit holder and the second um, in command as far as with uh, the second uh, person on the permit. Okay. And then I was on the phone with our lawyer. As well for the Poor People's Campaign. Okay. So they are basically trying to pull our permits because they want to know exactly where we're going to go, how we're going to do it, and if you do not give them every bit of information of exact route, and you better not deviate from that exact route, you, they want to know uh, whether or not we're, we plan to protest in in the state's capital. If you don't tell them, uh, then and you deviate from just your rally, then they have a problem. So they are literally trying to threaten to take our permits away, okay. and which. If you want to do that, we could play hardball. Uh-huh. So, so um, they just basically want me to tell them exactly what all of our plans are, uh-huh. how we plan to do it. But at the end of the day, we have legal rights. Um, I forgot the exact phrase that our lawyer said because you know I'm not a lawyer, but <laughs> he he basically said that if they ch- attempt to pull our, our our permits, then we can go into court and fight it and the court system usually doesn't uh, take too kindly
1: to to that to pull on permits yeah to pulling in permits okay. yeah so if they pull the permits then mm-hmm. do you still go down there
0: oh yeah oh yeah. yeah i
1: mean this doesn't actually stop the campaign right in any way shape exactly. or form exactly it just sort of escalates it right and- which
0: is what give us what we want go go ahead if okay. you if you want to play hardball <laughs> we can play hardball right and so i think the next step is to do some direct action around that that as well Kay. um let our uh our uh constituents and everybody else who supports the the poor people's campaign to really um to spread that out there and mm-hmm. they they do what they see fit. I maybe I have to drop a few emails and phone numbers and <laughs> and something might happen from the emails and phone numbers you, your inbox might be flooded. <laughs> you know, it's it's time to just do a certain uh, specific direct actions around there. So if they want to play hardball, they can play hardball. It's ball. not your first
1: time, I can tell.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, I, I live for this. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a born activist. A born activist. <laughs> a born activist. A born activist so um, I've always been rebellious. I'm, I'm probably the most rebellious one out of my siblings. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just if you want to play Play those kinds of games. If you want to censor people of color, if you want to mm-hmm. censor uh, poor folks, and there was just a major issue that happened in Aberdeen, uh, Aberdeen Grays Harbor area. Mm-hmm. Something uh, happened regarding uh, police sweeps through the homeless encampments, yeah. and it got like brutal from what I've from what I heard. So. Mm-hmm. People are like being mistreated on a regular basis from by cops, by the government, by by you know uh, just simply being exposed to elements. I think one uh, person. Uh, Legs were amputated from being around the train tracks. Uh, a native woman. So this stuff is serious. When you, are, when we're not allowed to be in one area, you, you know, it, it, puts people at in danger of having to migrate and go to places that may be a little more dangerous. Mm-hmm. But if they have uh, tent encampments that are, I, I would say, a little more organized and safer. Yeah. Than just being out in the elements willy-nilly, yeah. but you literally do these homeless encampment uh, sweeps and arrest people who you you think are uh, have. Uh, warrants out, you know, the, mm. just preying on the poor, preying right. on those who are already marginalized. So I'm just sick and tired. It, this is supposed to be like the most liberal progressive state, but yet and still, this is how they treat people of color. And this is how they treat um, uh, poor folks. They want to silence us. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell us exactly how you're going to, we're going to, you're going to do everything uh, for that day, then we're going to pull your permits. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know they. Mm-hmm. I know they don't like me because I. I, I basically told them I'm not. Wasn't going to give them, any anything extra. Yeah. Any because
1: you already fulfilled the requirement.
0: Right. Exactly. You already
1: fulfilled the requirement. You got the permit. Right. Now exactly. Now they want more information.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm just like, come on, man. You yeah. know, we you, you really think that I'm going to put poor folks who already just don't trust the police. And people of color who already don't trust yeah. the police in more danger by telling telling you exactly what what they're right. going to doing and how they're going to do it. So it's just like stop. You know, <laughs> are yeah. you really serious right now?
1: And you're not going to give them away, like you said earlier. Your yeah. tactics, and, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And
1: just totally diffuse any sort of like, generative yeah. energy There's, within the, the community that's, you know, rallying around you. Right. Yeah.
0: And then this is another thing that's uh, hilarious. So I found out they've been spying on us.
1: Oh really? Yes, oh, nice. on the
0: phone. I'm like, okay, so this means.
1: But they didn't want you to record the conversation. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so, so they said they were telling me, oh, so we've seen on your social medias that you high, f- you guys are high fiving those who were arrested, and we saw the pictures of those who were arrested, and yeah. and I'm I'm thinking to myself like, so you guys are spying our social on our social medias. And uh, uh, social media accounts, and because uh, we got a couple of <laughs> social media accounts, and you're you're probably spying on those who are a part of the campaign. So that just shows you how important this movement is. Yeah. they're nervous. The, they're nervous yeah. to the point that you're willing to spy. Yeah, and so this is this is interesting. I, I I'm like you just. You just threw your hand, you you know. You you showed me your cards already. So it's yeah, I can't wait to to send this information out to the rest of the group. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's real time. Yes, in real time. I'm looking forward to it. So let's make
1: sure that we Mm -hmm. understand the People's Campaign, Mm -hmm. right? A national call for a moral revival. Yes. So Mm -hmm. this is we're three weeks in. You said Mm -hmm. yes. Um, -hmm. I just want to make sure in in this. this part one of this, that we have a good understanding of that campaign and and what's going on right now that we're Mm -hmm. three weeks into this.
0: Okay. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So we are a group, a coalition of people from all walks of life. We have people of color. We have poor whites uh, from all over the state of Washington. And even in other states, we have like 30 something states that are already on board with the Poor People's Campaign. So we're not the only state that's involved in this. There are others who are protesting on this, at the state's capital as well. And we're coming together to fight against four major issues. Okay. One is systemic racism, then two is poverty, three is militarism, and four is ecological devastation, which all, at the end of the day, impacts each each every uh topic that you could possibly think of. Yep. Systemic racism is connected to militarism and uh, uh, systemic racism is also connected to poverty. Um, and ecological devastation. Think of Flint, Michigan. Yep. Um so we're 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 coming together to say that we're more connected than we are uh are than more connected than what society tries to uh, portray when it comes to people of color and and people for whites period yep. uh, so that we're basically brothers and sisters we're cousins you know yep. brothers sisters cousins we're all we're family and we need to come together and our, the real enemy are those who want to maintain these systems of, of oppression right and that's who we need to fight not each other yeah and that was the reason why dr King was assassinated mm-hmm. it was simply because people didn't want People of color and poor whites coming together to fight against a system that they benefit from, mm-hmm. and so we are coming together 50, literally 50 years later, yeah. and saying that we're taking on this torch and we're going to continue um, with this with this. Um, with the, with the vision of Dr. King. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. wasn't
1: the, his campaign named mm-hmm. the Poor People's Campaign? Yes.
0: And ours is, so we're, uh, the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for more revival. Yeah. So his was just the Poor People's Campaign. Got it. So, but so th- that, that's the distinction yeah. uh, between the original Poor People's Campaign and us uh, coming together and just revamping it, yep. uh, making it uh 2018 version yep. of uh of the poor people's campaign uh national call for more revival because we need to shift the, the narrative from uh democrat republican yeah. from uh independent the things that that separates us and focus on what is right and what is just what is morally right in in this country uh and and just stop fighting each other because of party Party lines, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what we identify, even the identity, various identities. We bring in our various identities into the mix. I'm proud to say that I'm African-American from uh, whose uh, parents are. Well, one one set of my parents are from uh, one set of my uh one my, my father actually actually is from the south. He, he doesn't really like to claim it. That's the oh, reason really? I'm laughing. Yeah, because <laughs> he's from originally from Chicago, but he's from Yazoo City, little small town called Yazoo City, <laughs> Mississippi. And so he always say uh, Chicago most of the time, yeah. and, and, and not, not Yazoo City. I tell him, yes, you're from the south, so <laughs> let's claim, claim it. it exactly. Yeah. So, but we have all these different rich identities and rich that yeah. dwell within us, we should celebrate that, but at the same time, uh, not allow that to be a barrier of why we can't get to know our neighbors or why we can't get to uh, to fight on behalf of one another. Right? You know, so that is, for me, I am so passionate about this campaign. Love if, it, if it I I was already a part of the Black Lives Matter movement okay. back home in uh the Chicago area, yep. Chicago Northwest Indiana area. And when I c- moved here, um just to be able to know that something like the Poor People's Campaign was beginning, I was like, "Oh, I got to I got to be a part of this because this is right up my alley because yeah. I've always been a champion for the little guy, you yeah. know, what yep. people quote unquote the little guy yeah. or those who are um being mistreated in in our society, you know, Mm -hmm. or overlooked. And so, um, and because I come from that culture, you Mm know, um, being a part of the civil rights movement is is probably ingrained in my dna yeah. my dna is a is a, is a it has a culture of uh of resistance the, the those enslaved africans mm-hmm. found ways to resist even while being enslaved yeah. and so here i am 30 something years old m- millennial uh trying to carry on the torch of my ancestors and those who came before me and figuring out how can I make a, my mark on this society? Yep. Um, it, because I really feel like there's more to life than just making money, going to work every day, and <laughs> you know, making a living. It's it's being able to be there for others. I hope so. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. mean, if there's
1: not, yeah, then what? Who cares? Right.
0: <laughs> and I, you know what? It was so funny because I learned that early on because. I was always taught, not necessarily in my household, but it's just the culture we live in, Mm -hmm. get an education and go and try to get the most high-powered job so you can make six figures. And... I knew around maybe 25, the age of 25, I'm like, mm, I don't even like being in the office nine to five, you know, making someone yeah. else else rich. What is more to life than this? Yeah. And I found my calling as an activist, because I've always been, again, rebellious and vocal <laughs> already, but I found my calling around the age of 25, and it wasn't until uh, then that I, I knew that... Um, that this is what God was calling me to, yeah. not realizing it was also ministry, being an activist and going into ministry at the same time. But right. yeah, but
1: they're they're totally intertwined.
0: Yes, they yes they are exactly. And I come from, I'm, I'm now UCC as far as the denomination, but okay. I come from uh, a Baptist background. Okay. So All Baptist right. can it depends on where parts of the country you're from yeah. or. Um, sometimes are a little, um, more conservative. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) a little more conservative than, uh, my personal taste, Mm -hmm. you know, um, growing up and I, and I did, it wasn't until I actually went off to seminary and was able to connect faith and justice. Oh, I can be myself. Yeah. I can be rebellious, but be rebellious in a great, in a good way, you know, by helping others. I can, I can be vocal. I can, uh, serve in this kind of capacity without, um, having to shut one part off, uh, from my pastoral, pastoral identity, have to separate my pastoral and activist right. identity.
1: Yeah. It sounds like it kind of grounded you in, in a way, mm-hmm. you know, where, yes. um, if you're an activist, and you don't have that grounding. Yes, it it it's kind of like um, all up here, right? You know, exactly. And it's like not rooted in something because mm-hmm. the type of work, like the conversation you just had, mm-hmm. um, is that's the stuff that you got to deal with, yes. right? That's the stuff you got. It's not easy. Right? I tell
0: people all the time, if you're gonna get into this work of activism, it is not glamorous. Right. It is literally you're a target. Like now, I I'm like thinking about my social media accounts like okay what do I need to do now you know because I know that they're they're monitoring me right they they just basically told me that in so many words and they're monitoring the poor people's campaign accounts okay I'll say hi you know hey how are you you know what I mean I'm still gonna do what God has called me to do but um, understand that you're a target Um, if you go to jail that you might sometimes be treated a little differently than Mm. others who are going to jail over, uh, who are protesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, you're a target is not glamorous and it's long days, long hours. I'm sending emails at three o'clock in the morning sometimes because that's when I get inspired, Yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a 24 hour job, Mm -hmm. 24 hour job, but it's, uh, but it's so rewarding. It's, it's a part of, um, it's a, it's a, it's something that I know that I was called to do. Yeah. And I don't feel comfortable doing anything else but that. Well, you, not a
1: lot of people can say that about mm-hmm, their life. Yes. Like mm-hmm, they found it and mm-hmm. they're doing it. Yes. I can tell, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. You're totally lit up.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I actually, to be honest with you, even that phone call, I just found it funny. You did. It's, yes. it's, it's hilarious to me mm-hmm. because it just, for me, it just shows you the power of this campaign, the power of the mm-hmm. people. If that you're willing to go to this extent, to try to control the narrative, control yeah. uh, black I say control black bodies, yep. uh, control POC bodies, control the bodies of the poor, to the point that you want to micromanage every little thing that we're doing in this campaign, it just shows me the power of, of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And even having conversations with Reverend Barber, uh, we had our uh, calls, uh, our regular calls on about regarding the poor people's campaign. Right. Get so, on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And just hearing from him that police are trying to use tactics of trying to wait us out so they don't have to arrest us.
1: Thanks for showing your cards again. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> Thank you for showing your cards because you're doing that so the, the message can be diluted. Right. And uh, we don't have time for that. We have people who are seriously, seriously are hurting in Mm -hmm. this society and for you to take advantage of of that and try to sweep it under the rug you you guys are public service we pay your we pay your salary yeah you know and i know you're not making a lot i know how much police officers make they're not making a whole lot of money you know Mm -hmm. Uh, you're you're protecting the very institution that's even keeping you oppressed you know um you do not make a six figures like Mm -hmm. that you you know you're probably making a good 80 Thousand at at most mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. um. It, it, well, depends on what position you have. But if you're just a regular police officer and you've just been there a few years, you're probably making max like eighty thousand a year or something right. maybe. Um, and that's and that's probably on a, in a. <laughs> In a, a different city depends on the city <laughs> but you, we're, we're paying your salary at the end of the day right. we're the taxpayers payers and you're you're upholding a system that is literally not only probably keeping you oppressed but it's keeping you probably have family members that are are affected by this you yeah. know at, at the same time yeah so the very systems that you're trying to protect you're you're engaging in it and just really don't understand what you're doing. And right. that's why I really feel a lot of police officers just don't understand Yeah. what they're what they're protecting. Right. What are you protecting?
1: Mm-hmm. Come on. W- right. Wake just wake up. It's it's a little bit of awareness, right? Exactly. Just exactly. a little bit of more awareness to right. understand where they are. Exactly. And yeah. don't
0: you can't call me anti-police cuz I I love one. <laughs> You know, I, I, Your my old. mother's a, a police officer so, and I have cousins. I have plenty of cousins yeah. who are uh, police officers, you know, all over the country. And so um, it's, it's not the fact that I'm anti-police. It's the fact that I just want you to be accountable right. and, and um, recognize that you're human, too. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 so don't dehumanize another person if you wouldn't want anybody dehumanizing you. Right. And dehumanizing could look in, in the various forms like I just dealt with with censor, censorship, right. or kicking people out of homeless encampments, or mm-hmm. uh, preying on the poor by setting up uh, setting up shop at a at an intersection in a poor uh, neighborhood and writing mass amount of tickets. Right. You know, to to fulfill your quota. Right. So it's yeah. I, I can talk about this all day. Yeah. It's just, I'm just passionate about well, it. Well, let me, let me, uh, <laughs> let's,
1: let's take this in a little bit of a different direction okay. be, before we, mm-hmm. before we wind down here. Cause we're doing a part two.
0: Okay. We're going to do a
1: part two. Awesome. Awesome. Okay? But in, in, um, in kind of preparation for our conversation, mm-hmm. um, I listened to the, I have a dream speech oh, yes. again. Yes. And, yes. and I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to get. Get back into the the roots of of where this narrative is, right. and one of the mm-hmm. things that that stood out to me, and I, I just like your response to this was, um, we must forever. This is MLK. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. King saying, we must forever conduct our struggle on a high plane of dignity and discipline. We mm-hmm. must not allow our creative protests to, to degenerate into physical violence. Mm-hmm. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force mm-hmm. with soul force.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
1: for mm-hmm. me, that mm-hmm. that the physical force, the soul force, mm-hmm. um, for me, was a, a connection point. To my understanding mm-hmm. of how you approach this work. Mm-hmm. Because Soul Force is you know what you actually studied exactly right exactly exactly so it's like Mm -hmm. the underbelly of this whole movement Mm -hmm. that's carrying because what you're talking about are all kind of like the symptoms and the responses and to get everybody getting batted around right you know Mm -hmm. and getting dehumanized Mm -hmm. but then there's a soul force that kind of holds it together and i really understand that to be what's going to carry this through Mm -hmm. and bring longevity and, and, and bring lasting change. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Because at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all children of God, you know, and and that's, I'm talking from my faith perspective, because I also like to be inclusive of those who are, are non, you know, are are secular or, um, Muslim or, you know, from my faith tradition, I can only speak from that, uh, angle, but, I believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and Jesus was a revolutionary, a man of color who was a a revolutionary himself, but he treated people like they were human. He treated people like that God dwelled inside of them. And we we have to take shift that focus on, uh, what this is the, the the physical force, you know, because you're gonna get angry. This is gonna this yeah. this work. It will piss you off. The, the <laughs> you know the the topics that we're dealing with will yeah. piss you off. But staying grounded, knowing that that this is this is bigger than us. Yep. This is bigger than what's going on as far as our our, our temperament right then. Because that that whole conversation pissed me off, but it was funny at the same time. Yeah. But knowing that you have to approach this work from a, from, a, from a, a standpoint of love, from a standpoint mm-hmm. of wanting to genuinely build relationships with others. If you are out there uh, during uh, a Poor People's Campaign uh, march or even when uh, some of our um, people went to jail, you know, once got arrested, the 19, we were out there just supporting them, singing and chanting. Mm-hmm. We're building relationships right there on the campus of, of, the, of the state's capital. People who I would probably would never run into uh, because, you know, because of so many various reasons, you right. know, we are from all walks of life all abilities. And when I say all abilities, we have people who, who are uh physically handicapped who are willing to go out there in their wheelchair and march. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have one person who I love a shout out to Naomi. But Naomi <laughs> said, Rev, if if I will block you with my wheelchair if they try to come after you. That right there for me was um the the most heartwarming thing. To the point that you know, people who who are from all walks of life are willing to put put everything at risk mm-hmm. to to uh, for this campaign, um, and, and to 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 uh, uplift each other. You know, it's just it's it's so it, it's so. It's hard to describe the energy yeah. that's there on Mondays. Mm-hmm. I, I've never felt this kind of energy before. And don't get me wrong, I, you know, I've been a part of various mass movements. Uh, again, the, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. I love the Black Lives Matter movement because I, it's a sense of community as well. Yeah. But this is different. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, uh, it's. I think most of the leaders who are part and, who, and we've been organizing for months. We 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 don't have a word to really describe it. It's it's literally undescribable. We've all said that already. It's just yeah. like it's a different kind of energy, and it made me realize that not only is this a God moment, but this is the mo- this is the moment. This is the vision that God had given Reverend Dr. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King, and this is coming together. So I thank God for um, Dr. King's vision, yeah. and I thank God for. Uh, empowering Reverend Dr. William Barber and Reverend Liz Theo Harris for bringing this together because I've never felt a movement like this. This movement is unreal. It's unreal. Amazing. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's what Dr. King called the beloved community, right? right? Mm-hmm. So there's sort of a revival of that. Exactly. Happening right now.
0: Yes. Yes. It yeah. is a revival, literally a revival. You know, it's, it's, it's like, Fire, mm-hmm. you know, sh- shut, literally yeah. going throughout your body. It's uh-huh. like, it's, it's it's so it's oh, it's it's really so um, it's indescribable. Yeah, it to be in that moment where uh, you're you're because when we started we were nervous. You know, we were nervous. We weren't sure right. how what was gonna happen, how how you know what what kind of opposition that we were going to run into because at first we were there were some threats when Mm -hmm. Reverend Barber came here um, from opposing groups, uh, specifically, I believe it was white supremacists when Reverend Barber um, preached in Aberdeen. Ah. Yeah. And so when that happened, uh, there were some who were, um, were not very pleased with what what was being preached that day. Mm -hmm. So we thought we were going to come in and have possibly another Charlottesville. Ah. Yeah. So we were, we were very nervous uh, uh, regarding that, but it's it, but all of that disappeared when once we got into the meat and the potatoes of everything. It's just like adrenaline going adrenaline adrenaline mixed with the the Holy Spirit mm. with um, with uh, 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 just it's it's an indescribable type of energy that just came and we were fearless. We didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew that our message was bigger than us,
1: and that took mm. over. That yes. took over the emotions. Exactly. Your like, personal fear gets overtaken by the collective right. fear. Or exactly. The collective energy that's taking you right. down the river.
0: Yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so. So it's it's I, I understand exactly what dr king is saying when you say you're taking it from the physical form and 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 bringing in the spiritual yeah because now this is not a a a physical experience it's more of a a spiritual experience because your whole being is involved in this movement Mm -hmm. and and it's it's something that that i probably i hope that i am able to feel again you know in the future but um but this movement is just something different. I would want our youth to just feel what I'm feeling right yeah, now. Yeah. So, how you know? can people
1: get involved in this right now? Yes.
0: The uh, best way that they can get involved is uh, going to Poor People's Camp, Campaign dot org yep. and uh, signing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ask what state that that you are that you reside in, and you simply just us tell, tell the state that you' you reside in and we'll we'll reach out to you you'll get all the the information that uh, that's needed and also you can email us at Washington at poor campaign.org okay. and ask exactly what you know um, what do you need from us uh, yeah. need from me do you uh, how can I get involved and we'll I not only do I check the emails but various people uh, within the organization uh, communications team uh, check the emails. And then what
1: about Mondays? What's going on on Mondays?
0: Mondays at two p.m. in on the state's capital at the state's capital. Rather, um, we have a rally. Yeah. So this the rally is is uh, centered around a specific thing. So the first week was women and children in poverty. Yeah. Um, and we had actual and di- those who uh, who are afflicted with uh, various dis- disabilities, and so we had great awesome speakers who uh, give their testimony about. Being in poverty, being a woman in poverty, mm-hmm. being uh, a woman with children who have to endure poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we have. Uh, I go back to Naomi because I, I just love Naomi. <laughs> Naomi and I just want to say hi, Naomi. But Naomi is uh, a person that's in a wheelchair, a Jewish, a Jewish uh, trans person who is in a, a wheelchair and has to fight every single day to be seen as human. It, just the fact mm-hmm. that. Uh, there's not, uh, there's always accessibility issues when it comes to Naomi. It's 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 rough, you know. Mm-hmm. Just just the things that Naomi has to deal with is is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and and Naomi has to fight to be seen on a regular basis, you know, yeah. as a person who has not only as a person from the LGBTQ community, but as a person who uh, deals with. Uh, uh, physical disability right then so the second week we dealt with systemic racism so we had uh, speakers from the NAACP from Spokane in the NAACP Uh, we had speakers from uh, the immigrant community where their pastor was deported the pastor was uh, here for many years and was uh, was deported back to Mexico And so now this congregation is dealing with not having their pastor, their shepherd, to Mm -hmm. lead them uh, here. And so uh, dealing with uh, we had a, a woman there who was also from the Muslim community, mm-hmm. and the the things that the Muslim community has to deal with. So we have awesome, dynamic speakers each week. And this upcoming week, we had was the theme is around militarism okay. and gun violence. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with, with not only with militarism and um, the fact that the government is willing to spend billions of dollars. And like yeah. I, we have a pie chart of how much. The government spends on everything else compared to the military. The military <laughs> I is don't want the biggest. Oh, it's ridiculous! It's unreal. So much money. So much money. Yeah. And then you spend like a tiny portion towards education and healthcare and home, home, uh, and housing. You know, just mm-hmm. simple things of that nature, the basic human needs. Yeah. You know, and so we're we're dealing with that this this week, and then we um, dealing with the gun violence issue. Yeah. The fact that with, uh, assault rifles are legal. Mm-hmm. You know, is why do people need assault rifles, you know, in this day and age? And this is why we keep having uh uh Parkland. This is why we keep having uh issues with in Santa Fe yeah. and Las Vegas, you know? know. It's this is unreal mm-hmm. and we are trying to literally uh, draw attention to this, you know? So it's, we'll have dynamic speakers as well at 2 PM, uh, right on the North steps of the state's capital. So it's always at on Mondays, 2 PM at the state's Capitol. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I
1: really appreciate the intersectionality of everything that's happening around this campaign and it's not isolated to one issue. Right. Yeah. uh, Then you're bringing everybody. Yes. You're bringing everybody. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it seems like, uh, there's a place, for everybody to get involved. So.
0: Yes, very very much so, no matter the class, yes. uh, uh Or, or the race yeah. or ability or, or or sexual orientation, any any a- you know anything. Any, anything. It's just it's just so beautiful. I've never seen a movement like this before. And don't get me wrong, we're not perfect. <laughs>
1: You know, we, we,
0: in the beginning, trying to gel together yeah. can, can kind of be a little rough because yeah. sometimes you have to educate people right. who, who are well-meaning, you know, but I've, I've done a lot of educating, okay. you know, <laughs> as a woman of color, I've had to educate her several times. I believe you. Yes. <laughs> so, so it's not perfect, but it's, it's going, it's going well. Good. I can, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it,
1: it sounds like you're off to the races. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Good. Much well, so. um, we will. We will definitely spread the word. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, we'll do our part. Thank you. And what we can. Thank you. Yeah. And can we see uh, mm-hmm. these dynamic speakers? Are they getting recorded?
0: Yes. We- Follow us on our Facebook page at Washington Poor pa- Poor People's Campaign um, Facebook page. Okay. So we have plenty of videos, plenty right. of uh, pictures. Okay. We also have a Twitter, so it's Washington PPC. So at Washington PPC on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, so those are the two areas that you can kind of see not only photos, but you can see uh, videos as well and live streams, too. So you'll see us okay. right when we're in the midst of All action. Right. So, but the police already know that because they've already been spying on us. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. Well, thank
1: you. Uh, thank you. Reverend Bianca Davis yes. Lovelace. Yes. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, so uh, thanks for what you're doing. This is super thank exciting. You. And uh, Jeff and I are going to come back. Yes, and, yes. And check in with you. Yes, and, and I probably
0: pe- have more stories. Well, we, gotta, we didn't even
1: talk about Chicago.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. from Chicago. Oh, okay. See, See. that's why you know. Not the of-
1: north side. Yeah. Not the west side. Yeah. I'm from the south side. Oh,
0: okay, good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, my my husband is from Gurney, so he's from the okay. northern, air, you know, northern area. Oh, yeah. I know Gurney. Yeah. I, I worked Great for, America. I
1: worked at Great America. I was oh, in really? the Batman stunt show. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, god I, I, he did too in high school really? so yeah he, he worked i at drove it.
1: one of those dirt bikes
0: oh wow yeah I
1: was the joker's henchman <laughs>
0: that seems like Where's a fun the job best
1: job i ever had yeah exactly <laughs> explosions and dirt bikes and you
0: can be a kid for, oh, for a man. day yeah, yeah exactly all day yes all day exactly <laughs> and get paid to do it yeah right? that's right yeah i love i love chicago chicago is what made me who i am you know yeah. you know chicago is an activist town
1: Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah,
0: activist city. Yeah. yeah, if you can make, I tell people all the time, if you can make, it's two places. If you can make it in Chicago and New York, you can make it anywhere in this country. Mm. Anywhere in this country, because you know Chicago has its issues as well. So I and I, a few. Yeah, <laughs> a few. <laughs> exactly. And so uh, seeing that, I think prepared me. Seeing a lot of things growing up in uh, in Chicago prepared me for yeah what I'm doing now yeah. yeah well I'd
1: love to hear more about that and yes. connect on that I just got back from there oh uh, really yeah two days ago yeah yeah I was I hadn't been back in like a year and a half
0: oh yeah and exactly. it was
1: nice to just go back right and, and drive the streets yes. and, and be there and see the people
0: I'm my my husband and I are, are going in July because I, I told my family I only come uh June through September yeah. and then they don't see me anymore good good <laughs> right <good call. laughs> exactly I I, I I love the fact that living here, I don't have to deal with real snow. Like, Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you got
1: to go up. Right. A little bit higher.
0: In, into the mountains. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I want to
1: hear about your transition here too. Yes. So definitely. We'll connect definitely. on that next time. Yes. Cool. All
0: right. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks so much. Thank Reverend you. Bianca. Yes. <laughs> awesome.